and welcome to the amazing show, The Finance and Accounting Show. Now, this is a show that we're going to talk about different topics, whether you are a business owner, a professional, or whether you're just curious about finance and accounting. This is where we dive a little bit deeper. In today's topic, we're going to talk about something that really comes up a lot, and that is, you know, really understanding the difference between a bookkeeper and an accountant. Now, this topic is probably geared a little bit more for your small business owners, because a lot of times small business owners are trying to navigate and figure out, you know, do I need a bookkeeper? Do I need an accountant? But we're going to talk about what's the difference between the two, because you really do need to understand the difference between the two. So to jump in, I have my amazing wife, Lola Turner here, who is a finance executive who has worked with multiple Fortune 500 companies, myself as well. And we're going to talk about it, what we have experienced and the way we would explain the difference between a bookkeeper and an accountant. So let's jump into it, Lola. What's the, how would you define a bookkeeper? I would probably say a bookkeeper is someone who is able to consolidate your numbers, um, put them together. I think back in the day, prior to a lot of like the softwares that we currently have today, a bookkeeper was probably someone that was doing your, you know, registering, writing down your transactions, putting them down for everything that you spent in your business. But really now the bookkeeper is usually managing your QuickBooks expenses. They review and reconcile your expenses as they come through, depending on what, what system you use, whether it's zero, whether it's QuickBooks. They really review your expenses, make sure everything looks right, make sure everything looks um, the way that it should. And then at the end of the month, they'll present those financials to you, whether it's a profit and loss statement or an income statement, just to tell you, hey, this is where your business is. This is what the numbers look like. And that's my definition of a bookkeeper. I mean, I think I would agree with that one. I mean, I think when it comes down to a big keeper, I always tell people, think very basic. I mean, they're going to help you organize. And, and one of the things that I've seen is there are quite a bit of people who have used to be a executive assistant for a company and they decided, hey, they wanted to become a bookkeeper. They're not fully trained in like the rules of accounting and and regulations and stuff like that, but they understand whatever software they're using and they have a basic understanding on how to put things into accounts. Now, if your business starts to get a little bit more complex, like you start having balance sheet activity, they may not necessarily understand that. But for the most part on your P&L, they can kind of organize that stuff. So. Now, when it comes down to an, an accountant, um, you know, what are your thoughts there? Because this one can be a little testy. I mean, it's not as, I would say, it's not as intense as engineers, where I've heard people say, like, you cannot call yourself an engineer if you don't meet this, 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 this criteria. Accountant is something that tends to, you know, it's, it seems like a big bit of a broad term that a lot of people use. So tell us, what's your opinion on that one? Yeah, so I think accountant is, like you said, is a broadly used term. I would probably say being, I think people overuse it, right? So you have people who have bookkeepers who call their bookkeepers accountants. And I'm probably going to be one of those sticklers that says those are not the same thing. <laughs> now, I would say accountants are probably, and it may just be because I have my CPA, but accountants are probably what I would say they have more of the technical knowledge. Either they went to school and studied to become a CPA, they got their, you know, their, their bachelor's or some, they have some sort of 
technical experience. They understand not just the basics, but they understand how accounting works. They're able to kind of just do more than put the numbers together for you. Now, I think the other caveat, which is what makes it a little bit dicey, is usually an accountant could be a CPA, right? A CPA is always an accountant, but an accountant isn't always a CPA. And I think sometimes those words are used interchangeably or those terms are used interchangeably where they'll say, well, I have a CPA. Do you really have a CPA or do you just have an accountant? Um, and so I think understanding the difference between that, a CPA is a certified public accountant, right? So those are people who are actually certified. They've they've read, you know, they've passed all the four courses. They're certified in their state. And basically what that means is this is someone who has the technical experience. They have the background. And honestly, they're also going to be held liable and they're expected to perform to a certain standard when it comes to wherever, whatever state it is that they're cert certified in. Um, so I would say for me, an accountant has more of the technical knowledge. I do think a part that also gets dicey, Terrell, is usually an accountant can perform bookkeeping services. So I think that's where it gets a little bit more confusing because a lot of people use those three terms interchangeably, accountant, CPA, and bookkeeper. But really when it comes down to it, if you're looking to get more support when it's more technical, then an accountant, and especially specifically a CPA, is probably a better bet for your business. No, I, I think I agree. I mean, and, and I would also point, I mean, I think this is where it really starts to, you know, become very important for people to understand what are they really trying to do? Because, mm -hmm. you know, when you start looking at from a public standpoint, like if you're looking at, you want an accountant um, to help you with taxes, then, okay, you need a CPA or you need a tax attorney um, to help you with that. If you want to do tax strategy, tax planning now, if you're just an individual, then it may be just a basic tax preparer. Mm -hmm. They may not even be an accountant. Like, for example, a lot of the people who work at like H&R Blocks or those places or even people who just bought a TurboTax software and they're doing taxes, they're not a bookkeeper. They're not an accountant. They just understand how the software works. And the software pretty much does most of the work. Um, yep. So they just understand how to follow the steps. But if you're looking for tax support and you want to be a little bit more strategic, then a CPA or a tax attorney would probably be better. Now, if you're looking for just someone to help you make sure you're, you know, creating your, your income statement, your balance sheet, your cash flow statement, that type of stuff on the financial accounting side, I think, you know, that person is an accountant, but that's where it gets a little interesting because well, I know you've, I don't know if you've had this experience, but a lot of times people just assume because you're an accountant, you automatically do taxes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I had uh, one of my aunts during Thanksgiving tell me that I'd be doing her taxes in 2021. And I'm like, um, <laughs> I know I went to school, but I do not do taxes. <laughs> and I was too, I just felt too bad. So I didn't even tell her I didn't do it. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm hoping she doesn't call this year. But um, no, that happens a lot. That's oftentimes the assumption. And even sometimes when I'm talking to my friends who I've been friends with for years, they're like, oh, uh, how are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm really busy. They're like, oh yeah, tax season, right? I'm like, no, no, it's just month and close. It's not tax season. <laughs> so I think even I think that that does happen a lot, especially with uh, with people who don't really understand the difference uh, when it comes to each category. Yeah. 
No, I agree because I mean, when you once you get into accounting, I mean, there's a ton of different things you can, you know, ways that that word can be used. I mean, you have mm-hmm. the one that's the tax side where you have they, they're focused on taxation. Then mm-hmm. you have financial accounting. They're focused on reporting and kind of technical gap accounting. And then you have those that are kind of in the audit sector where they work for a publicly public accounting firm and they're doing auditing like that. They're, they're not booking any journal entries. They're just examining what's going on. And so and then you have also you have, I guess you say your your your, your fraud examiners, they kind they're similar similar to auditors. Um, But like I said, you have those different avenues. Now, what makes it even more interesting is when you actually start to work for, let's say, a corporation and you have people who are financial analysts, but they do accounting type work. How do you start to kind of sort that out? Oh, my gosh. So that's a really good point. I was just thinking about that. I would say the way to sort out a situation and distinguish between a financial analyst and an accountant, I would say would probably be more of the the journal entry. So basically the accountant, I would say, is probably more in the numbers, right? They are closing the books. They're making sure everything ties out. And by closing the books, we just mean, you know, going through the process of ending the month. So they're going through the process of ending the month. They're making sure the numbers tie out. Our revenue is what we expected it to be. Um, You know, things make sense. Nothing looks off. Like, you know, you don't have a loss of $1 million. Like, when you obviously were expecting to have a, you know, make a profit, have a, have a profitable business, excuse me. So I think the accountant is usually more focused on, um, you know, the numbers, making sure that the numbers are accurate. This is usually what I, this is how I would define it. The accountant is focused on closing the books, making sure the numbers are accurate. They hand that information over to the financial analyst. Now, as a financial analyst, you're probably doing some accounting and a lot of it may be more so verifying things than it really is booking entries, but you may have a mixture of some, but the financial analyst should really be taking it a step further of then being able to create a story, right? Create provide support and say, okay, these are the key things that I'm seeing in the numbers and helping provide that information to the leadership team or the finance manager or the finance executive to then be able to go explain the story of what's happening. So the way that I like to define it is the accountant is usually responsible for telling the past, right? And really saying, okay, this is where we came in. This is what happens in the numbers. Accountants just put together the numbers, they report them. Financial analysts then explain the story. And then oftentimes another step that they're doing that the accountants usually aren't doing is they're doing a forward-looking forecast, which basically just says, based on where we ended, based on these numbers that I received, this is where I expect our business is going to go in three months, six months, nine months, however long that forecast is. So I would say those are probably the key differences when I think about accounting and uh, an accountant and a financial analyst. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so far we've talked about, you know, you have a bookkeeper who's doing basic organization. You have an accountant, which could be a financial accountant could be an auditor or could be a tax professional. Now you got financial analysts in there. So I think what I want to do is I want to throw out a couple scenarios and you tell me, okay, all right, what type of uh, finance or accounting related professional would deal with that? Let's do it. So here's scenario number one. All right. I'm a business. I'm trying to figure out, you know, it, it, did these products get shipped in time for me to be able to recognize revenue? Who's going to help me with that? Oh, that's a good question. 
The accountant should know that. <laughs> I would say the accountant should know that. I don't think that the bookkeeper would, but the accountant should most definitely know that because that's something that you should have studied <laughs> in school. So obviously I would say accountant. Okay. So the accountant. All right. Next one is, all right. So I'm a small business and I just got receipts everywhere and I need to kind of organize this stuff. Who am I going to? Bookkeeper. Unless you want to pay a lot of money, just go to the bookkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> my answer is All right. So next one is I'm expanding my business. We're moving internationally. So we are moving one of our locations out of the state of Tennessee, and we are actually moving that operation down to South America. And I need to kind of understand what types of rules do I need to be aware of? So who am I bringing into that discussion? I would say you probably need to bring a tax attorney. You need to bring a, some sort of attorney into the discussion because we need to understand from a tax standpoint, what are the implications of exiting, exiting the state that we're exiting? And then the second thing, you probably need an international lawyer. Now, those two may go hand in hand. You might have someone that practices in both jurisdictions. Only highly unlikely, you probably want someone that's local, but you probably need to understand the juris the laws of each jurisdiction, where you're leaving, what are going to be the implications of you exiting, because if you are you've been in that state for years or you moved to that state, you're probably you probably received some sort of um, incentives for being there. So I'd probably say you need some sort of tax accountant to understand what the implications would be, an attorney, um, but then more so what I would say also a CFO, because as you're making these different decisions, I'm hoping that you've already had the conversation or you've had a CFO on your team saying, hey, the cost benefit analysis of making this move will be X. And then, you know, going forward, you're monitoring to make sure that you're actually realizing the benefit of the decision that you made. Gotcha. All right. So last scenario is, you know, I've been running my business for years and it's time for, you know, I want to exit the business. So I want to sell the business. Um, one is the buyer is asking for a copy of my financials um, and I need to figure out what's a good price for my exit. Who is the person or who are the people I should bring into that conversation? Hands down, you need a CFO. Hands down. Now, that's my advice. I, I think the the there's a couple of things that need to be considered in this situation. I think one is understanding the current state of your business from a valuation standpoint is like, how much should you be selling this business for? What's your valuation? And you need to think take into account multiple things. Inventory that you currently have on hand. Um, if you have any like licenses tied to the, the products that you sell, all of that needs to be taken into account. So I would recommend from an accounting standpoint, you probably need a CF chief financial officer or someone who at least can perform CFO services and has that expertise. You obviously need a real estate agent. And then you probably need just for, you know, make sure you're tied on on the tax purpose, like a tax accountant. So the CFO can kind of rendezvous and, and consult with that person. So those would be my inputs. Got it. Got so it. How did I, okay. I mean, I, I think you did good. I mean, I, I think that, that last one, I think that last one is an interesting one because I do think, like I said, what you said, if you have a person who can act as kind of the CFO, they'll know who to bring in at what part yes, of the conversation. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a big thing for a lot, whether you're, you know, let's say if you're, you know, you're a VP for a business and, you know, you're the VP of sales and you're trying to figure out, hey, should we go into this new contract? I mean, I think mm-hmm. you definitely should bring accounting in because you want to understand, are you structuring the contract in a way that would allow you to recognize revenue? Yep. And so, like I said, I think the, 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 the examples, I think you did a great job. I mean, I, I think it, it will Thinking like that, I think, is the type of stuff that helps, you know, people who listen to the show, because, you know, if you're in working in a business, you don't always know which one you need. You just know you need the money person, because that was always funny for me is when I started working in like for Fortune 500 companies, whenever anything with a dollar sign attached to it, they were like, well, we need to call Terrell. Exactly. This this is this is precisely this is the truth. And it still happens to me where I, I think the most the funniest one that I've ever gotten is uh, my sales. One of the guys on my sales team had reached out to me and he was like, hey, Lola, my P card is not or my travel card isn't working. It got rejected. And I'm like. Tony, like <laughs> you need to call the you need to call the travel and leisure team. Like, why are you calling me? Like, I know, I just, I just figured, you know, because you're an accountant that you would know. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with me. Okay, your travel card got rejected. The balance hasn't been paid. Like, okay, like call AP. You know, call accounts payable. And I do think that's a very valid point, Terrell. I think people just find comfort in like being like, okay. If even if it's not you, at least I know where to start. So people will come to me for the most random things, and I'm just like, guys, like, no, this is this is not this is not under the function. But no, it's it's absolutely funny. I agree. Anything with a dollar sign, oftentimes, like finance, is just the default default person to go to. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, and I think over the years, I mean, even from the accounting and finance profession, that we've kind of adjusted. Uh, I guess we've been going through like this identity crisis, somewhat. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when we 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 don't like being called accountants, we're now we're the finance team, and it's just like, well, what does that mean? And it's just like, and then when people call the finance team with a question, like, oh no, you need to go to the AP team. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, honestly, that's a really good point because I do try to help as much as I can, you know, but it's one of those things where you just have to realize like the the best way for you to succeed in situations like this is be focused on what your specialty is. Because there were times like, for example, in that situation with the T&E card, I'm like, okay, who can I go find in the travel and entertainment department to help this guy out or whatever? Part of that is just, you know, accountants, we like to resolve things. We like to fix things. We like to calculate things. But to your point, I agree. I, I think there has been a bit of an identity crisis, especially at bigger corporations where you're, you know, it's not like a startup where one person is doing everything. You know, you have two accounting people and they're doing billing, they're doing invoicing, they're doing everything. The bigger your corporation goes, the more uh, separation you have and the more specialties you often find are developed within your accounting and finance group. Yep, and I think with that, I mean, there is a, a little bit of an apology that, you know, we do owe to your non-finance and accounting counterparts, because sometimes I think, like I said, they're just confused about yes. where to go because we, yeah, like I said, we've been going through this identity crisis. And then when you bring in, hey, finance transformation, where some companies started bringing in automation and, oh, yeah. and robots to handle certain things to where now it's like the people who are not in accounting and finance, they're like super confused. Like, I don't know what you guys do anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, who do I go to for this? Like, okay, it's not you. Okay. Who is it? 
But um, no, I absolutely agree. And I think that's something where um, I think understanding this, like the explanations that we walk through in the scenarios definitely give clarity to that, especially for people that are not in the finance space. No, I, I, I totally agree. I, I totally agree. I mean, and one of the things that I always tell, you know, even a lot of business owners that I'm working with, whether you're a small business or even people that are in medium sized business is like you need to understand what finance person you need for what situation. So mm -hmm. one of the things that I did was I did a training, uh, created a training that kind of walked through that of, hey, picking the right people. Because one of the challenges that I see a lot of people having is they're picking up the phone, calling their CPA for a bookkeeper question. And that's just going to be one very expensive phone call. I mean, because if you think about it, your bookkeeper may be, you know, $75 an hour or, or less, mm -hmm. but your CPA may be $220 an hour. Meaning yep. if you're calling the CPA to answer a question that your bookkeeper could have answered, you are spending a lot more money than you need to mm -hmm. because you just don't know which person to go to. So in that training, that's where I, I went through and really kind of really just I mean, and some of it in jokingly fashion, because some of it is pretty funny, but just going through is, hey, these are all the finance roles that you need on your team. We went through, you know, bookkeeper, AP clerk, or your tax clerk, a tax attorney, a CPA, a investor, a banker, an insurance agent. Um, and we went through all of them and just talking about, hey, this is the role they play in your team so that business owners and business leaders can start to understand because for a lot of professionals who are moving up in their career, finance and accounting is something that they don't really understand. But that 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 training that I did, I mean, it's great to help people get that contact. So want to say thank you guys for tuning in to the finance and the accounting show. Um, we will be doing a whole lot more of this and featuring more great guests on the show to talk about topics that are very relevant to business owners and professionals when it comes down to finance and accounting.